0: This is Everything Is Black and White podcast brought to you by Chronicle Live and sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group, bringing you the latest insight into everything to do with Newcastle United. Find us on iTunes, Spotify or most podcast providers.
1: Hello and welcome to the Everton Is Black and White podcast where we're picking up the pieces after another poor display from Newcastle United. Uh, Lost 1-0 to Crystal Palace, but in truth, uh, Palace, it could have been a lot more. Uh, Martin de Brafica made a couple of brilliant saves, and Palace had a host of chances really to have won this game 2-3, maybe even 4-0. Newcastle carrying very little threat going forward, gave the ball away so many times, and the basics that they were supposed to have worked on over the week between the Arsenal's feet and now, you know, being alive at set pieces... Keeping hold of the ball, being smart, be, uh, keeping it simple. Uh, they just weren't there today. Lee, we've seen a lot of resilience from them uh, this season. This was a worrying display at a time when other teams are picking up form. Newcastle has nosedive. I mean, you, since they beat Palace in the reverse game, they've won one league game, and that was against Chelsea. Um, how how are you processing that at the moment? Uh,
0: well, you know, let's just go back to Friday afternoon and what was said. You know, before the game, what. The vow was that they were going to start the game the same way they did against Arsenal, but also try and transfer that in the second half and give a better overall performance. They didn't manage it, really. The game, for me, could have been done and dusted within the first half an hour. Crystal Palace had some excellent chances. It was only the brilliance of Dubravka. Kept them in the game. Some woeful finishing as well from Benteke. Could have been 3-0, could have been all over, um, long before the break. And then, you know, second half... They came out and they just did not look like a team, you know, that had the the desire or conviction to to, to pull themselves back into it. It was it was awful to watch. Really, um, felt like the second goal was inevitable. Um, they, but, you know, they got off lightly with only one nil, and realistically, you know, they've had the praise when they've won games. Um, now they're losing games. And they're going to have to deal with the criticism, the supporters making their feelings known today uh, directing that frustration towards owner and realistically you know it, it's no surprise where when Newcastle have been sort of since they got promoted in 2017 um, they've been you know bobbing around the sort of middle of the table flirting with relegation it's more of the same and they didn't have a, a full plan in the summer Um you know Steve Bruce came in late in July and now it starts to unravel um in February, you know, and Newcastle's still not safe. I don't think they'll go down, that's my personal view. I think they'll stay up comfortably. Um but it just seems like a wasted opportunity because the league is so open in the
1: top half this season. Yeah, i sorry, we're in a, a station at the moment, so you might hear some the sounds of St. Pancras right now. Um Bruce obviously kept faith with the the start lineup that did well in the first half against Arsenal, but of course it unraveled as that game went on as well. If you're a Matt Ritchie, <laughs> an Isaac Hayden, a Dwight Gale even, I'm sure he was upset not to be involved, uh, even though he's only been back training about nine days. Surely he must be thinking of bringing those guys back in, kind of the old reliables who have been there, done it, know how to get through these kind of situations.
0: Absolutely. I mean, for me, it was a big call to leave Matt Ritchie on the sidelines for a second game run. I think he holds Newcastle together. I think he's the man who, who makes them tick, um, they didn't have that sort of that, that guidance, if you like, in the in the first half. It was a little bit late when he came on. I think he was desperate. To come on, he was warming up uh, like a man possessed. He, he did come on. Um, I think he was frustrated um, after the game. We we spoke to him. He was the only player to speak uh, to the press afterwards, and you know he made made his feelings known. But he was also quite protective of, of his sort of teammates as well. Uh, They think that the situation they're in, they're doing all right against the odds because maybe privately they think certain players needed to be signed at at different windows. I mean, coming out of the January window without signing a striker when goals are clearly needed, um, that that speaks for itself. So lots of frustration. um, Social media, avoid that tonight. (laughs) Um, And That's going to be a bit dicey. Um, But really you know the inquest you know starts here burnley next week newcastle have another opportunity to try and put some daylight between themselves in the bottom three i mean i think this season is probably going to boil down to there are three worse sides than newcastle and hopefully they they can get something up against burnley next week in what i can pretty much guarantee now will be a horrible game okay. um, most games have been for newcastle so yeah it's i can't sell it any other way it's it's pretty it's pretty bad at the moment and uh it doesn't feel like it's going to get. It might. It might get worse before it gets better.
1: And Steve Bruce, after the game, he, he's trying to put words in, into a sentence. I mean, he said he's going to look at change now. We've we've seen the, how this team hasn't really functioned when he's gone to four at the back. But also, we saw today the midfield couldn't hold the ball. Uh, Defence were were beaten time and time again. The really missed Clark. Um, and up front, of course. Joel Lynch probably had their best chance of the game, but again, that was out of nothing. It's a maximum end product. He does all the dribbling, but in terms of getting that ball into the box. For you, I know it's probably too early to say, is there anything you'd like to see next week?
0: Yeah, I think for me, for me personally, I, I think the time's come to start with, with Dwight Gale. I think he's the, the pick of the available strikers. we have got Andy Carroll's not going to be ready. Uh, whether you take Joel And out the firing line altogether, um, I guess that's down to the manager really, but whether he plays him on the left-hand side and takes uh, decreases some of the pressure on his shoulders because that's what it is, and it he's melting in that pressure in a minute. Uh, I think, he, to be honest, I think he worked hard and he, he, he got up and down certain parts of the pitch today. But his job is to to get goals. Um, there's a couple of crosses that went in that he wasn't there, Johnny, on the spot sort of thing when he when he needed to be there. And yeah, it's. Two shots on target, one of them was from a centre-back. Probably says it all really from for Newcastle today. Awful. Um, are we shocked? No, we're not. Going to next week and, you know, Burnley, as I say, will be an awful game. Probably, you know, contender already for last on match of the day, like they, today's game will be, but that's where Newcastle are at the minute. It's, it's, it's pretty pretty awful to watch and um, until they get past that that 40 point mark it's it's going to be difficult for them
1: yeah well that's it I mean stick with us for all the analysis if you want to torture yourself um, on our website of course Burnley flying at the moment they've really picked up some great wins uh, beating Bournemouth 3-0 I think 5 wins and a draw in their last 6 games so that's going to be a really tough game for Newcastle but anyway we look ahead to that in the coming week and uh, hope you somehow enjoy your weekend after all that cheers